Hey guys, the sponsor for the month of May for both the Shepherd's Crook podcast and Fruitful and Fearless podcast is Reformation Coffee Company. Reformation Coffee is a small specialty coffee roaster in southwest Missouri that puts time and attention into high-quality, fresh-roasted coffee all to the glory of God. They seek to glorify God and point to His glory through a company that provides coffee to the best of their ability. Their tagline is, Reform Your Coffee Experience, because they want you to know that your coffee can be better. They're also happy to provide a superior alternative to that of the God-hating coffee giants who don't care about you. Right now, they offer three origins of whole bean coffee, Guatemalan, Brazilian, and Ethiopian. They recently started offering five-pound bulk coffee beans for churches. Email them at reformationcoffee at gmail.com for more details. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I'm here with Jared today to talk about having a joyful home base. That's something that we really strive to, but I think it's also something that God has just blessed our family with. Jared, in particular, is blessed with a perpetual happy spirit, just absolutely joyful from the second he wakes up to the second he goes to bed. Our home is a very happy, joyful place. Even in the midst of difficulties that we've been through, Jared has been a rock of joyful silliness. So, <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> is that a nice way to put it? I guess. And it's fantastic, and our kids have so much fun in our home, and I have so much fun in our home. And we wanted to talk a little bit about cultivating that. Like I said, in some ways, God has just blessed our family with the temperament of Jared. But also, we do try to cultivate this. Just a love for where we are, a love for our home. And I think that that definitely has happened. Our children want to be home more than anywhere else. They do. And I want to be home more than anywhere else because it is a joyful place, but because it's also a productive place. We yeah, have a lot of stuff right. that is to do here that's really enjoyable. And I think that that helps it be a really joyful place because we have a lot of fun things to do. Yeah, and so, for, for, uh, for our family, home is, it is a place of work. This is not yeah. a place of only leisure. Of course, we relax. Of course, we have fun. We play in the backyard. Mm-hmm. We, we do things that are a good time, obviously. But this is home base for everything for us. I mean, okay. our home is our home. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's start by talking about why do you think you're so happy all the time? I was just thinking about that as you were talking. Number one... There is a grace, I think, that God has given me when it comes to just who I am as a person. Just genetically, the way God has wired me is one of happiness. But it's not, you know, we talk about silliness. There is a real joy. And I think it's a uh, has to do with the enjoyment of what God has given me. I do struggle, like any person does, with being fully present where I am. But a part of that joy comes from I really enjoy what God has given me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I enjoy my family. I enjoy the stuff that he's given me. And, I mean, walking with the Lord is a lot of fun. So when you're a Christian, you have joy because, I mean, how do you not have joy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So for me, it's just a part of how God's wired me. And yeah. You said something in there that I think people will be like, what? You said, I enjoy the stuff that he's given us. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, remember that book that you read, um, The Things things of of Earth? Earth, The Things of Earth. Um, so talk about that book and how to enjoy the stuff that God's given you, be grateful for it, and enjoy it without yeah. idolizing it. Well, I mean, there is a, a false piety and even a, a 
almost a Gnostic understanding of the world where the only joys you can experience in life are spiritual joys. And I talked a little bit about the sermon on Sunday, but we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's Ephesians 1. And what what do we call the things in our life that are material, physical, you can touch them, things that we have in our home, that we have in our yard, from lawnmowers to vehicles to... To our kids. To our, from mm-hmm. our kids to everything around us. We have physical blessings as well. I'm not prepared. Because there was an article that went around a couple of years ago talking about in the New Testament, blessings are never called anything but, but spiritual blessings. Spirit, blessings are always equated with things that are spiritual. And if we have such a narrow view of the scriptures where we don't see there is some continuity between the Old Testament and the New Testament to where the things that God has given us are from the hand of the Lord. I mean, what good and pleasant and perfect gift do we have that isn't from the Lord? Are we prepared to call things that we have anything but blessing? What else are we going to call them? Just mm-hmm. fruit from what I have achieved or what I have earned? So the things that we have in our home, just look around. The, from the bed that we have, I'm looking in this room right now, the TV that we have on the wall. I mean, I just got a new lawnmower, and I can't wait to go mow on it in a couple of days from now because I'm selling the other lawnmower that I have, and I got this new new lawnmower. And what is that? That's a blessing. And so I enjoy the stuff that God's given me. And I mean, are we to not enjoy it? So I'm not prepared to say that the things like lawnmower, lawnmowers and the gifts, the vehicles, whatever it is, uh, a new bow that I'm going to be getting. I'm not prepared to say that that's just something that is something that I've earned. It's a gift from the Lord and I want to enjoy it. The proper way to do it is enjoy what God's given you. So I enjoy the things that God's given us. Yeah, I think it's tempting sometimes to be afraid to enjoy what God's given us for fear that it will be idolized and taken yeah. away or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. The book. The book. Yeah. The things of earth. That's what mm-hmm. he talks about. Because mm-hmm. he, he is a riff on the song. The things of earth will come strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace or something. I miss lyrics up all the time. But no, his, that, was right. his, that was right that time. Yeah. His argument for that in that book is that in light of God's glory and grace, the things of earth become bright, mm-hmm. right. not not dim, because mm-hmm. you see them as a gift from our Heavenly Father. Right, and it's also like Doug Wilson's book um, on Ecclesiastes, mm-hmm. uh, something tether. Yeah. Te- what's it called? At the tether. end of the tether or the tether. Something about a tether. Yeah. But kind of like that, like the way that we understand work is through Christ, through gratefulness, through devotion to Him, and it's mm-hmm. the same as stuff, kind of. Like yeah. the way that we can rightly enjoy it is by being grateful to God for it, and you are often, like, this is frequent, you are frequently moved to tears randomly as we're driving down the road, as you just start thinking about our kids, and you're like, oh, I just, and and the kids will be like, dad's crying again, <laughs> but you are so grateful, you are incredibly grateful for, and now I'm going to cry, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you are so grateful for everything God's given you, and I think that that is definitely the tether to your joy, to yeah. use the word tether again. Well, I mean, we talk about even like our home, and we often say about the, to the kids, we haven't earned yeah. this. God yeah. has determined our dwelling place, mm-hmm. and God provided for us when we, I mean, my whole life has been marked by that. Mm-hmm. God providing for us when I've not had a lot of money. I've mm-hmm. never been a man that's made a lot of money. Yet, before we got married, God provided a home makeover for our trailer. And then, now, seriously, we're like both about to start crying. <laughs> And even providing for you a shop mm-hmm. to sew in before we got married. And uh, that's all with His grace. I mean, by His grace. And the, the fear when it comes to material things and enjoying material things for people is the prosperity gospel. Yeah. And 
my goodness, aren't we grown-ups? Can't we handle blessings from the Lord that are physical? Mm-hmm. We, we don't have to be afraid of, you know, the things that we are afraid of. And co- oh, oh, my goodness, I'm going to enjoy stuff too much. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't be an idolater. Okay, but enjoy the things God has given you, and and that's the uh, but that's the fear I think of a lot of people, and yeah. and we have to get, be grown up enough and biblical enough to to recognize and see that things like the home you live in is a gift from the Lord to us. Yeah, and, and let's not let the heretic steal the joy yeah, <laughs> from right. the things that God has given us, mm-hmm. because God has given us everything. Everything good comes from the hand of the Lord. Yeah, and. We are to enjoy, are we supposed to feel guilty for the gifts that God gives? No, we're not to feel guilty about that. You know, when I was younger, I remember thinking about the money. We should be good stewards, clearly. But I was going to get a Dairy Queen ice cream. Now that's another discussion whether or not we should be doing that or not. But, but <laughs> Jared sometimes I would, gets secret blizzards. I do. I have secret. I, I get I get secret concretes now from oh, Culver's because yeah, Culver's came in down the road. Yeah, but only once every other month or so, and. Uh, I remember thinking, just feeling a sense of guilt. Or I should be spending this money somewhere else and shouldn't be doing this kind of thing. I, I don't understand all the ways of God and why money and, and certain things come to some people and don't come to other things in the excesses of beyond our needs. But God has just provided us beyond our means, or beyond our means and beyond our needs. And the proper response generous. is to not feel He's guilt about so that. Generous. But we should be thankful. Like, yeah. God, thank you that we didn't have to deserve this, and yet. You let us go on vacation. You let right. us enjoy these good gifts. You let me get a lawnmower. And mm-hmm. then with the extra that I make, I don't have to spend money out of our account to buy a bow. Right. And and then I'm going to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And for our family, we get to go on vacation to mm-hmm. Bass Pro Shop Resort. <laughs> Jordan's not a big fan of that. but Super excited. Jordan's a no, beach I'm, girl. I am. But I'm but, super excited about going there with yeah. them just because we're going with our family. And I love our family. And I love the time that we spend together. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy about it. Yeah. It's um, fun. And I think it's important to know that like rejoice always is in scripture. Mm-hmm. Like rejoice always. So even through times of difficulty, like we're talking about God's generosity. And absolutely rejoice in generosity. I remember in 2020, just like looking at the doing dishes and looking out the window at the backyard and there being kids running around in their underwear in the mm-hmm. sprinkler that what we call shark park, which is this big shark park thing that we have in the summertime that we always put shark park is yeah, how Valor says it. Can we put up shark park? Mm-hmm. Um, but looking out the window and just being like, God, help me to be faithful in seasons of plenty. Yeah. Thank you for seasons of plenty. Help me to steward it well and to glorify you in it and to not be scared of it. Because I used to be scared of it, like, when's the other shoe going to drop kind of yeah. feeling. But to just be joyful in it and be grateful for it and seek to honor and glorify the Lord in it. Mm-hmm. And then also, I'm thinking of Joseph, like, in the pit of the palace type thing. Mm-hmm. What did you say Sunday that was so cool? Um, it was in reference. It was probably I think a quote it was, from somebody else. I think else. Brandon I'd, posted it. I'd rather yeah. be in the pit if that's where God has me mm-hmm. or something like that. Than, than the palace. Yeah. But like just being content and joyful where God has you. And if it's the pit, know that God has purpose in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joseph is such an awesome. That's one. That's my favorite story in the Old Testament. I love that story. Just because you see God's sovereign hand through his difficulty, mm-hmm. and to not lose hope when you are in the pit because God is doing something, you can still have joy and gratefulness in it because you know that you have a sovereign Father that is mm-hmm. not abandoned you, yeah. but is purposing this for your good and for His glory. But like actually for your good, yeah, like for cool. your physical tangible tangible good mm-hmm. well when it comes Any to good obviously when it comes to principles of joy think about principles of finance and stewardship when you are faithful with little 
you're going to be faithful with much. If you're unfaithful with little, you'll be unfaithful with much. That's why there's people who come upon fast wealth when the lottery and it goes through their hands like sand. It's just gone in a matter of years. It's why people, you know, guys play in the NFL and in the NBA and end up broke in a matter of years. And it's because they, they don't know how to manage manage it. When it comes to joy, you're preparing for, there's going to be difficult seasons in life, clearly. But if you're not being joyful in the seasons of plenty, you're not going to be, a, you think like, oh my goodness, if that shoe drops, if there is a season of difficulty, if something's to happen, and in life it will, you're preparing yourself to walk through that with joy if you enjoy today. The way to enjoy tomorrow and the way to have joy even through difficulty is today. Enjoy what God has given you today. And then you're training yourself in the way you live your life as a Christian that it, even in seasons of sorrow, there's going to be this abiding joy that walks with you because you're building that into your character by the grace of God through the help of the Holy Spirit. And so we're, we're cultivating joy day by day. Practically, this works itself out today. Okay, right now, it is May the 3rd, 2022. What are you going to do today? Well, if you have to go to a funeral today, that's a difficult thing. If you're going to be doing homeschool today, finishing up the season, okay, that's a more joyful thing. Either way, rejoice in the Lord always. So build joy into your life, and this day can be better or worse depending upon your posture and attitude towards it. And so march into today with whatever it is, enjoying the gifts that God has given you, and, and have joy. I'm overtaking the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. It's okay. Now, I like it when you do that. I like okay. the things you say. Um, but another thing is I think, I, so a lot of my listeners are women, obviously, um, and we can at times be tempted to be like, Joy, do you know how many things I have to do today? And do you know how many butts I have to spank today? Mm-hmm. How can I have joy in that? So um, at our house, we have a lot of stuff going on with our house. Like we try to make this place as productive as possible. Mm-hmm. So we homeschool our kids. Yep. What else do we do here? I work how is from our home. how is our home a productive place of work and joy? Yeah. Well, I mean, I work from home. Mm-hmm. Jordan works from home. So majority of what we do is here and then we bring people into our home. So almost every day I'm meeting with people here. Today I've got multiple meetings of people coming here to meet with me and then that happens that way throughout the week. Thursdays I usually have three or four guys that are here mm-hmm. into our home. So we're inviting people into this place. But beyond that, we're doing things like, I mean, just small gardens. I mean, it's not like we have a big, big, you know. It's way bigger than last year. Right. But we're also doing, and this is a part of productive property as well. You know, I'm thinking throughout the year in the springtime about, you know, I'm putting a deer stand up here. got a couple deer stands. We're thinking about ways that we can provide from our land and fill our freezer. And so we're going to do that. Hopefully I'll get a deer this year. That goes back to that bow. But what we do here is our education. So we're building that, our, our discipline within our children, raising them in the way God would have us raise them. That all happens here. Mm-hmm. And so what usually is outsourced in a lot of homes, the typical American, typical American home, the father's leaving the home and the mother is leaving the home and the children are leaving the home and you're gone for a large portion of the day where the home is only a place of retreat. Mm-hmm. That's it. And here we're doing the exact opposite to where Almost everything we do is built around and flows from our home. And not only that, we're inviting people into our home. Mm-hmm. and So they're seeing the way we live and exist in this home. So what we want to do is, I mean, with everything is 
we want to do that with joy. I mean, it's going to be a place of work, but I mean, for the Christian, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that, uh, even in the work that God has given us, the, these are the good works that God has prepared in yeah. advance for us to walk in. And the so joy we, of the Lord of our, is our strength. That is the secret to contentment. Mm-hmm. So remembering that, that we can be content, even if it's a day of like our work not going super well, mm-hmm. or a day of a lot of discipline, or a day of a lot of spilled milk. Like mm-hmm. we can be encouraged that we can have it contentment in that because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm-hmm. But our home is also a place of growing skills. You got a fireplace this year and mm-hmm. got super into the fireplace and chopping wood and the fireplace chronicles. That was fun gen- to watch. I got my generator. You got your with generator. Propane. Runs yeah. on propane or in gas. That's fun. Yeah. So, so we. We like to learn new things. We like Mm -hmm. to grow our skills. Um, I also have a shop in our home that is dedicated to making things. Mm -hmm. I love to make things. And that is one way that I find a lot of fun in our house Mm -hmm. is through, I like to sew, I like to paint, I like to make stuff. I like to learn new stuff. I like to work with my hands. So I'm just really grateful that God provided me at our, at our trailer too. But, Mm -hmm. um, at our home now that I have a spot to do that and I have a spot to share that with my kids now, like we do our art projects in my shop on my work table and just what a blessing that is to be able to share a space in our home mm-hmm. for specific creativity yeah well it's neat going back to the conversation at the very beginning about the gifts that god has given and enjoying those part of that has to do with skills and competencies that god has given us as well there's so much joy sacrificed literally sacrificed or not tapped into because we don't enjoy the skills that god has given us or the gifts that god has given us in fear of idolatry or I don't want this to become too much of my personality or too much of identity. Or in fear of being bad at it. Like, who cares if you're bad at it? Like, I am not the best at anything that I do. Not even close. Mm -hmm. Like, in my mind, I know at least three people that are better at any given thing that I do. Mm -hmm. And that's completely fine. There's probably like a hundred people. Three is probably a vast underestimate. (laughs) But, um... But that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to not be as good as someone else at something. And I think Kelly Tungay posted something recently that was like, we need more and more people doing the things that Christians are doing. Uh-huh. Like, just because you may not be the best at, at we'll say sewing, sewing, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you shouldn't strive to be a good seamstress and continue yeah. to do it for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Or writing. Like, I'm not that great of a writer. Who cares? Put content yeah. out that honors God. Mm-hmm. Do it to please Him, not to be the best. Yeah. And and same for any skill that you're wanting to grow in. Like It's okay to not be the best at something. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Honor the Lord in it. Share it with your family. Bless others with it. Yeah. There's somebody, and find joy in it. Yeah, find joy in it. There's somebody, I don't know who it was, but I saw it floating around on the inter- internet. And I've heard it from C.R. Wiley at first or something, but the, just the phrase, the tyranny of the expert, expert mm-hmm. and the control that that tyranny of, of culture of expertise has on people to the point that you think you have to outsource everything that you don't know how to do at a professional level mm-hmm. instead of building those skills to, to quote the Tungays, Scott's always talking about the Amish mm-hmm. and how that cult, that community builds its skills and competencies from that community. If they don't know how to do something, they'll hire it out. And then in the process of hiring it out, they'll attach two of their young guys or two of their ladies on, if it's more mm-hmm. domestic side, to that 
that skill or competency. And then they learn that. And then now they have that in-house skill Mm -hmm. that's right there in their community. Yeah. And And think about all the things that Amish are super good at. Yeah. A lot of You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of really good skills. Mm -hmm. Like Christian communities and Christian tribes, to keep Uh with the Tungay verbiage, Uh tribes, we should be more like that. Like we should be more growing in our skills, sharing with one another and Mm -hmm. building up like this awesome culture that we can share with each other. Yeah. And here's the thing about this. In your home, it's okay to be happy. You can really do that. It's okay to be happy in a, let's do that. So I said the culture of uh, the expert, but also there's a, a culture of authenticity that has controlled, almost tyrannized the church over the last 15 years because that culture of authenticity has has built a culture where people have to be real and authentic. And what that has become, the, the meaning of that has become You've got to tell how difficult your life is, how out of control your life is. Right. You've got to go around the doing. circle and share what you're yeah. struggling with. And right. it should definitely include depression, yeah, anxiety, and f- terrible finances. Yeah. And for me, with the... And a bad sex life. Yeah. All, okay. <laughs> all of those things. And then for me, what it means is, tell me how you're really doing. And the real answer is, 99% of the time, I'm doing really good. And things are really great, and I can't think of hardly anything to complain about except what's on the TV and the news and my property taxes. But other than that, <laughs> God it's is like, really kind. Yeah. <laughs> God is really kind. In all circumstances of our life, God is really kind and really generous with us. When mm-hmm. you think about what we actually deserve as humans, God is super generous with yeah. us that He lets yeah. us breathe another day, yeah. that He lets us have grass. Mm-hmm. That he lets us have birds that are singing outside our window right now. That he lets us wake up to cheery sounds like birds and leaves rustling and sun shining. Like, are you kidding me? God yeah. is really generous. I know. Enjoy your life. Common graces. Um, okay, last thing. Describe our morning last Friday. Oh, gosh. Last Friday was amazing. So, fortunately, for the last uh, 12 years since we've been married, coming up on 12 years, we have had a family day on Fridays since the beginning of our marriage. I've taken off Friday, Saturday. And, you know, in ministry, things are unique. You know, some Saturdays I do some work and meet with people and this kind of stuff. But Fridays, we have blocked off. And pretty much, unless somebody dies or is in just desperate need, I, we just spend time together as a family. And it's great. We love the spring and the summer because that means yard sales, Friday, Saturday. And usually on Friday, Saturday, yard sales, Friday is the best day because that's where all the good stuff is. So we go out on Fridays, yard sailing, as long as it's, and it literally this right now is the, the front end of the yard sale season. It's very exciting very out exciting, here. Very exciting. So we decided to go yard selling, but we also had we went this to plan. We went mm-hmm. to breakfast, Huddle House. And then we had a plan because we had told the kids we were going to get kittens. I don't want a dog because they run the deer away and they poop everywhere. Cats are a little bit more easy on your yard and and all that kind of stuff. So we had prepared and planned yeah, to so go get these kittens. A friend of mine had a litter of kittens. So we we knew that we were going to get these kittens eventually, but we've been waiting till they were weaned. So we've had like eight weeks of waiting. And um, we went and met our kittens like a month ago or something. But she had told me that they were ready, so I we didn't tell the kids. We did, They just thought we were going yard sailing and out to breakfast. So we went out to breakfast, went yard sailing, and then we got to surprise them mm-hmm. and go get two kittens. And it was probably the sweetest. It's one of the, great. like, well, we'll this will be one of the things that we look back on and cry on in, like, a month and a half. <laughs> because it was just so sweet. And, like, is there anything super crazy about that morning? Like, no. It was just... 
God's kindness Mm -hmm. and sweetness. It was just so much sweetness seeing our kids nurturing kittens. (laughs) It's adorable and it's still adorable. And we have a baby that like picks up kittens by their tail. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's hilarious and joyful and sweet and a Mm -hmm. huge blessing from God. So I just want to encourage you today. We can end with this. Just an encouragement to look around you. Mm-hmm. What sweetness. Right now, as you're yeah. listening, it may even require pausing, but yeah. what can you be thankful for? What sweetness is around you? What generosity of your Father is around you? Just thank Him. Thank yeah. Him for His generosity. Stop focusing on things that you are stressed out about. Mm -hmm. Stop being anxious. Be anxious for nothing. Repent of your anxiety. Mm -hmm. Repent of your stressed outness and rejoice in the Lord. How how do we glorify God? By loving Him and obeying Him. And you can add on to that in the scriptures, thankfulness. The way we live a God-glorifying life is being thankful. And the way you get out of a crummy, sad, attitude and crubby sad existence not crubby did i say crubby the way you get out of your eeyore existence if you're experiencing that and i, I realize that there are some uh you know people who deal with yeah, deep we can, lows we can enter 17 caveats yeah, here and just kind of pretend we did but the way you get out of that is through thankfulness what can you be thankful for and turn around and look in the face of your wife or your husband ladies <laughs> and look at your children and Say, God, thank you. Literally voice it out. Be thankful for what God has given you. Look at your the things that God has given you, the stuff you have. God, thank you. Yeah. Look at whatever he's given you and thank him for it. Thank hug him for breakfast. Thank, yeah, hug your kids. Hug Gosh, your children. Kiss so your things. husband. Smell your baby's hair. Like mm-hmm. so many things that are just little and amazing and so joyful. And if you have little kids, like so fleeting. Their chubby mm-hmm. little feet aren't going to be chubby little feet for very long. Yep. They get stinky and, <laughs> and bigger. Do. It's true. We have a bigger kid now that kid that his feet are not as chubby like and cute. They're turning into but, boy feet. Yeah, boy I'm feet. like, oh, these are kid feet. These aren't uh-huh. baby feet anymore. <laughs> Anyways, enjoy the goodness of the Lord today. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. If you would, please leave a rating or review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use and check out fruitfulandfearless.com.